Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 75 of our 24-minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms at YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, to subscribe on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dime Dropper Pod. So for tonight's episode, going to be a quick one. Lakers and Knicks on the agenda tonight from the Garden, and a special occasion, a historic night. The Warriors and the Nuggets, I love the result, but I even more so enjoyed the game, except for an unfortunate incident for the for just a neutral basketball fan with the Jamal Murray injury that we'll talk about at the end. But a historic night with the Steph Curry passing the late, great, most dominant force to ever play in the league, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. A special night indeed when anybody passes Wilt in any statistical category but let's start with the Lakers who I watched a good chunk of this game especially the the second through end of the game and I thought that you know what you're going to get when you watch the Knicks play this season you're going to have a lockdown defensive team who knows their defensive principles just like the Lakers do they and one thing I've noticed they really stay attached off the ball guys like quickly RJ Barrett even Bullock who's not the best defender I don't think but you know when I, I saw KCP I saw Kuz you know, these guys are, st- even Wes Matthews, I saw these guys staying attached off the ball. You know, not giving them much breathing space, staying close on screens. And I think that's why they are good at defending the three because def- open threes come from dribble penetration and overhelping. So you keep guys out of the paint and let guys not have to help by staying attached, fighting over screens, then you don't need that extra help. And I think the Knicks do that really well. And I think you were seeing that a lot tonight, except Schroeder in the first half was getting to the basket. He had 21 points in the game, six assists, but he was still too careless with the ball. And the Lakers have just, without LeBron and Anthony Davis, have been extremely careless with the ball. 24 turnovers tonight. That may have been the most they've had in the entire season. Five of them coming from Dennis, four of them coming from Drummond, who we'll get into in a minute, two from Kuz, three from Keefe. And one from KCP, who I thought looked better tonight. He looked more engaged. I heard that he played better last game as well. And you know what a good KCP does to the Lakers. He was 2 of 4 from 3. That corner 3 that he's so solid at. He made one tonight. And then he was 5 of 10. Just moving with more purpose and conviction. And you know, it's very easy with KCP's body language to tell what mood he's in. Sometimes he looks disinterested. Doesn't even want to get in the game. And he was a little better tonight. However... It was really the third quarter where the Knicks shut down the Lakers entirely. The Lakers could not score. They were trapping Schroeder a lot. And Drummond in the four-on-threes, one at a time, the ball just slipped out of his hands. Then they came and went at him in the pick-and-roll. R.J. Barrett started getting going, started pulling up for the mid-range area. He only was two for 11, but his two shots came in this stretch in the third quarter. He was able to turn the corner and get to the rim. Drummond wasn't able to do anything about it at the rim. And then Drummond was turning the ball over and committing offensive fouls. So I thought that he was really poor. Also, Nerland's Noel 
got five offensive rebounds, two of which I saw him get on Drummond. He also had four steals to go along with his six points and nine boards. Andre Drummond, three points, 10 rebounds. So just as easily as he had that game against the Nets, he comes back with a stinker like this. So it really went to... Sh and so the Lakers only scored 16 points in that third because you got the ball out of Schroeder's hands. Kuzma, he is, as I've said, he is not shown that he has improved in any way with his offensive scoring game. And of course that comes from him having... Having gotten comfortable playing alongside Anthony Davis and, of course, LeBron, who takes up a lot of the ball. But he's just too in love with that three ball. Two of nine from three, and then three of four. I'm sorry. Yeah, three of four from two. Like, just stop shooting so many threes, bro. Like, you're not that nice at him. I know they're open. He's got to make more. But still, he's got to chill. He's in no position to be taking nine threes. He's not Paul George. Mark Keith Morris had a good offensive game. Had a solid game. 17 points on seven of 11 and three of six from three. But that third quarter with the Lakers... Only scored 16 points, was tough. Montrader, 15 minutes, 0 of 4. He was getting abused in pick and roll, and he was not a presence at the rim really at all. The Laker bench, THT is the best offensive player outside of Trez. And Mont Montrader, oh my God, I, I slipped up there for a sec. And that's what we saw tonight. The one thing I will say about the Knicks, you know, Julius Randle, he really came out with a vengeance tonight against his former team. And... You saw the different schemes the Lakers are throwing at him, double-teaming him, making him throw the cross-court pass, which you know is the one thing you can do easier now in today's NBA without the illegal defense rules. That's the only thing I'll give you with that. It forces him into the cross-court pass, but regardless, you're still leaving a guy open. And if you have turnarounds over either shoulder, which Randall, eh, you know, um, he didn't really pull out too much bully ball on post tonight in the second half. It was a lot more face-up, and it was beautiful. I mean, some plays, Randall, like, they were, he was just making some tough shots. He had a contested three at one point. There was one scramble where he got the ball and pulled up from 18. You know, Randall has really come a long way with his shooting, with his offensive game in general. His passing has just improved tremendously. 34, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Two steals and a block, and I thought that him and Taj Gibson did a good job protecting the rim. The Knicks defense in general, I mean, Taj had 8 points, 10 boards, the USC guy. D. Rose, 14 points. He was trying and fighting over screens as well, and quickly was also giving good effort over screens. And Alfred Payton, you know what he's going to give you on defense. He had the highest plus-minus of any Knicks tonight, plus 27, 20 points, was getting into the paint and hitting some floaters as well. But I thought Randall was just so impressive, man. Just double-teamed making the right passes, but just hitting some tough shots facing up. And a very good win for the Knicks. Lakers need to take care of the ball better, move the ball better when things go tough. And also, the game started to turn in the fourth quarter when Marcus Gasol came in the game. And I almost forgot that Marcus Gasol even played for the Lakers anymore, or was available, I should say. And I really think, and I've said this so many times, Drummond is solid and he gives the Lakers something different that Gasol doesn't with that bully ball interior scorer. But if you want to take Gasol out of the lineup entirely, I think that's a big problem because Montrader is already a type of guy that likes to score in the interior and he's not great when he gets pulled into space on defense. Gasol, while not being great at being pulled into space on defense, I think is... You know, I think Drummond has a case to be a better rim protector than him. But Gasol has good verticality. He's much more positionally aware on defense. He makes a lot less mistakes. He spreads the floor. So when AD and LeBron come back, that makes it easier for them to attack the basket. And AD sometimes gets discouraged when you have a, a five that is not on the perimeter. 
because he doesn't want to clog the paint himself. So he stands around at the 18-foot, 15-foot. And I think that AD is a lot better when he's attacking the rim. And then LeBron has an easier time when he's able to attack the rim. And another thing about Gasol that's so good is that he's such a solid passer, a very good passer. And that allows guys like Truder and LeBron to pass and then cut. And he finds them on the cut better than anyone on the team, in my opinion. So I think that you just cannot remove him fully from this lineup. You have to find a spot for him. It may be matchup dependent come playoff time, but you saw tonight that when Mark comes in, he gives him something different. And I think that he really hasn't been as bad as a lot of people are saying. I'm, I'm really, that's what I think. But Lakers fall, and that's a good night for the Clippers just because, or and the Nuggets, just various teams in the West. Blazers fans as well. Lakers are now 33-21. and 21. Knicks at 28-27. and 27. It's maybe gotten to the point now where I don't want the Lakers to lose too much anymore because I don't want to play them in the first round. That's for sure. But Knicks, yeah, very good win. 28-27. Let's move on to the Nuggets and the Warriors. So I did thoroughly watch this game, and it was a historic night in the cards. Steph Curry needed 19 points to pass the great Wilt Chamberlain, and he did it in quarter number one with a typical vintage Steph performance all over the place, moving without the ball, splashing threes. I mean, the Nuggets, you know, tried to go drop coverage a couple times. Terrible idea. You can't give Steph any uh, any uh, space at all coming off screens because it's an automatic wet ball. You can't give him any space at all. You close out too hard on him. He sidesteps for three and he hits it. It's just impossible, you know, off the ball. You got to just make someone else beat you, you know, hedge recover, make Draymond make the four on three read and close out and get close out on someone else is the best strategy, in my opinion, for Steph or a box in one sort of scheme. Just get the ball out of his hands and try to prevent him from getting the ball, be as physical as possible. And Facundo Campasso was trying to be as physical as possible with him. But, you know, it was hard. You know, they're going to they're gonna call fouls. Jokic was very good again, I thought. 27 points, 12 boards, 8 assists. But Steph's start in the first quarter was just incredible. Incredible. Just splash. You know, setting those back screens and then moving off those back screens. I thought Wiggins did a good job of attacking the basket and making good reads, kicking it out to shooters in the pick and roll. And I think that one huge reason why the Nuggets lost tonight was because we got a Draymond Green that I think they said he had a season high in points. And what have we said all season about Draymond? When he scores in double figures for the Warriors, completely different team to beat. Because when Draymond scores in double figures, he's an all-star caliber player. Because you know what he's going to give on the defensive end. And tonight was a perfect example of what he does give. You know, I there were a couple times he got exposed by Jokic 101 because he's small. But there were also a couple times where he made life tough for him and took, forced him into a tough turnaround with a good hand in the face. And Draymond was able to rebound. He got seven of them to go along with seven assists, pushing the ball and finding Steph, especially in the third quarter. Draymond and Steph linking up so much especially in transition and also with Steph just moving without the ball. There was one time where Draymond got the ball in the post. Steph cut after setting multiple screens off the ball. And Draymond was hitting his open threes. He was taking his space and getting into some floaters. It was just a great performance from Draymond all around, I thought. And he was able, even one play, he guarded Jamal Murray on the perimeter. So that just showed Draymond's versatility on that end. I thought Andrew Wiggins, 8 of 17, 17 points, very solid. Baysmore, he had his moments of being a bonehead in the third quarter. 
messing up in transition, missing threes, missing uh, missing layups, turning the ball over. But overall, he plays tough defense, and he was still 3 of 6 from 3 in the end with 14 points. So you'll take that if you're a Warriors fan. Kevon Looney, 0 points, but he did some good things. You know, he rebounded the ball. He had 11 of them, actually, and some solid defense as well. But Stephen Curry, it was his night completely. 53 points. 14 of 24 from the field, 10 of 18 from three, 15 of 16 from the line. There was some chippiness in the third quarter, and it's the third quarter where the Warriors really won this game. They outscored the Nuggets 43-22 in the third. I thought Maga Porter Jr. was had a good game but was chucking too much. He was 1 for 7 from three, but he was 10 for 14 from two. I thought Jamal Murray, eh. Before the injury, which we'll get to in a second. 17 points, 5 at 15. But it was a Steph Curry show, man. And, you know, Draymond helped him out. But with 18 points on 7 of 8 from the field and 4 steals for Dre. But Steph Curry, 53 points. A historic night. A, a night that Warriors fans were completely robbed of. And, you know, it's just tough for the Warriors fans to see a historic moment like that. Steph has become Mr. Warrior. And I just love when a, a player gives so much to an organization. And when you think of that player and you think of that organization, you think, you know, they go hand in hand. Just for like Mr. Lakers, Magic, and Kobe. Just like Mr. Clipper was Blake Griffin. You know, Mr. Warrior, Rick Barry, Steph Curry. Steph Curry is Mr. Warrior. And... We've gotten to see the whole road. I've seen the whole road from 09 to 21. I even doubted him in 2012. I remember in, in middle school, I said, man, if, if Steph doesn't have, you know, if Steph can't stop getting his ankle, those ankle problems, he's never going to even be like, a, I never, I think he has a chance to be an all-star. <laughs> That's what I said. I think he has a chance to be an all-star, but we're never going to see it. Well, boy, did he prove me wrong, man. What a player. And I've been so grateful to see the whole thing. It's been on an unbelievable ride to see arguably the second best point guard to ever play. Um, yeah, just an absolute wizard, and he does it the right way. You know, the dynasty came to him. He started the dynasty, and great players came to him because they want to play with him. Bro was so good, he started making KD look like he was better than him because he could go one-on-one -on -one with no help defense, even though he blew a 3-1 lead. Steph Curry, man. What a legend. A historic performance to pass the great Wilt the Stilt. Who, by the way, I must say, though, Wilt did it in five and a half years. Curry in 12. But, of course, 60s pace caused for some crazy stats. So, context is important as well. Congrats to Steph. An awesome win for the Dubs to beat the Nuggets. I'm so thankful for that as a Clipper fan. Because the Warriors... I mean, sorry, the Nuggets and the Lakers lost. So... Um, what's it called? Yeah, big time performance by Steph. It was just a joy to watch, especially his off the ball movement. And the more and more he's gotten off ball, the the harder he is to stop. Honestly, because when he's on ball, it's easier to stop him. You throw two defenders at him, or you trap on pick and roll. Simple as that. But with off the ball, he can appear in a bunch of different ways. So Steph Curry. He's had an unbelievable season up there. It, honestly, we could be talking about his second best season of his career at this point. 33 years old. He's averaging 29.9 points. And that, I think they haven't even updated the stats for tonight. 
So after tomorrow, he's going to be averaging 30 points a game again. So Steph Curry, one of the best players of this generation, but one of the best players in history. I'd say when it's all said and done, he will be in that top 20, maybe even that top 15, but for sure the top 20, in my opinion. Anyway, 26-28, the Warriors move on. Nuggets dropped to 34-20. and 20. I want to say something about Jamal Murray because that injury did not look good at the end. He was really grimacing in pain and very sad to see because I do like Jamal Murray even though he torched my team in the playoffs last year. And yeah, it it's tough to see that, man. I hope it's not too serious. You know, I would never want to win with injuries. But that being said... I'm a Clipper fan, so I I always feel bad for the individual player. Do I feel bad for Nuggets fans or the Nuggets team with this happening? No, because Clippers have been destroyed by injuries since the existence of this franchise. I don't feel bad for any fan base ever about anything, really, um, because because we've gotten injured all the time. So hopefully we get the benefit of some injuries this year. Um, However, I hope Jamal Murray comes back and we all play the playoffs because, you know, you never want to see that. So I hope Jamal Murray comes back. But this could be an opportunity. I mean, he's going to miss games. This is a chance for the Clippers to, uh, to really gain separation here. And we'll see what happens to the Nuggets. I really hope Jamal Murray comes back for the playoffs, though, because this would kill any chance of the Nuggets going to the finals if Jamal Murray's out. Anyway, that's it for me tonight, guys. About six minutes short of the 24-minute recap. Thanks for joining me tonight. We're going to go to the live chat. Super Chats are turned on. Congrats to Steph Curry. It's been an honor to witness it. Warrior history, Mr. Warrior, the greatest warrior of all time for me, bar none, because of what he's done to the Warrior brand in this time. Sorry, Rick Barry. Sorry, Wilt. Steph's team, Steph's franchise. But Rick Barry is also a Mr. Warrior himself as well. Thank you and good night.